1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to the program. I'm Guy Bauer and this is The Good Life. Every Saturday, noon to one here from the Odyssey Good Life studio. If you missed the program uh, the beginning, Max is feverishly loading each segment after we complete it. And of course, there's an archive of over two years of programming here at uh, knssradio.com. Page down in the uh, audio section and find the good life at the bottom of the list, where we deserve to be only once a week that we are. On the phone with me is Jim Loughran. He's, uh, well, he's a lot of different things. He's a wine lover like me. He's had some great training from the Society of Wine Educators, not unlike me. Uh, And he writes and reads and teaches about wine. And most importantly, him and I both like this stuff really well. And we get to taste and enjoy a lot. Um, I think, Jim, you know, we're talking about gifting. Uh, One of the things I like to do is, and it goes, if you know whether they're a sweet wine drinker only or a dry wine drinker only, or it doesn't matter, is a good bottle of California bubbly or, if it's somebody really important, a good bottle of French champagne is a great gift. And the best part about it is it's a great segue to talk about food, because I'll tell you what, when we did our Asian dinner, we drank two spectacular uh, lesser-known uh, bubblies, one from the Loire Valley, by the way, which was spectacular, mm-hmm. and a French a, a champagne from a, a, a grower champagne, a small producer, that uh, uh, not from one of the big houses, and, and they were both so good, and it was so perfect with all of the food, uh, from soup to nuts. It was really fun.
2: Well, bubbly goes with everything. It really does. Uh and there are so many varieties of it. Uh That's that's really one of the wonderful things. Uh and as you say, it can go from bone dry to uh amazingly sweet, but uh it is just a uh it's a festive uh, it, it, it's a happy wine. Yeah. You know, when have you ever opened a bottle of wine and not had a bottle of champagne or a bottle of of cava or a bottle of prosecco or a bottle of Cremant or or whatever it may have been and not had people around you smile oh. you know it just puts everybody in a good mood it's uh it, it it's a wonderful wine for that reason just because of that celebratory welcome hospitality aspect of it which of course is what wine's all about but also it just actually Uh, because of its very high acidity, is a wonderful accompaniment to almost
0: any kind of food. And it's the truth. I mean, I I swear, I think long ago we did a a full bubble-assisted dinner from soup to (laughs) nuts. And we had— You know, it really was fun because I I chose wines that not only matched the course perfectly— uh, but but were completely different and from different locales. They weren't all champagne, and uh, you know, rosé, right. uh, 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 a Cremant de Loire, uh, uh, California sparkling bubbles, an Australian red bubbles wine. Bub- yeah, red uh, sparkling, sparkling shiraz. shiraz oh yeah, man! Sure. And it was yep. just fun and paired with all the food and and uh, food and wine pairing. You know. Uh, it's a personal thing, and you can spend a lot of energy and time trying to make that perfect. And I think perfect is who you're eating it with, and that you're having fun exactly. more than exactly. the, uh, mm-hmm. the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you, uh, you? You had a traditional turkey dinner, uh, and 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 I like that. You're as we transition to entertaining and eating uh, turkey. It, with, the, with the melange of colors and textures on a thanksgiving table and some people right. repeat it in christmas what are some of the wines mm-hmm. you'd like to see on the table
2: well i tell you i i actually had a uh, had an article out uh, and and it talks about particularly six tips for choosing really interesting versatile wines for uh, thanksgiving primarily but any holiday dinner and i always uh, I'll touch on these very quickly, but I always push the Southern Rhone. I think Cote de are one of the great wine values in the world. Uh, you can get a Cote in Rhone in the low to mid-teens. Uh, it's serious, old-world winemaking uh, at its best. And uh, whether you want to mimic a Chateauneuf-du-Pape or whether you want to mimic a uh, you know, a corotis, which is one of the world's great Syrahs, uh, the Chateauneuf, more one of the world's great Grenaches. Uh, Cote Rhône is cheap. It's wonderful stuff. It's rich, red, earthy, and fruity at the same time. So it goes with all of those things that you're going to find in a typical uh Uh, Thanksgiving dinner, at least, you you know, those roasted Brussels sprouts and Mm -hmm. and cranberry sauce and turkey and gravy. It just goes wonderfully with everything. But I think people should also consider, you know, a richer white wine, whether it's, you know, like an oak Chardonnay, if your taste goes that way. Uh, Mine doesn't so much, but a lot of people's do. Or another Rhone option would be uh, a white Coterone, which is primarily going to be Marcin uh, or Roussan. And both of those are very interesting because they tend to be richer, uh, more viscous, more body than we're used to in white wines. And they're wonderful as meal accompaniments.
0: Couldn't agree more. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I, they're,
2: really, they're really great. And now, again, not, not necessarily the way I would go. But there are so many options in the rosé world, mm-hmm. and those options just keep growing and growing and growing. You know, personally, I like the, uh, you know, more deeply colored styles, usually from Spain, uh, Navarra region, or Italy. Just about anywhere in Italy, where they're known as uh, rosados, uh, or the U.S. Uh, I mean, they're beautiful to look up, look at. They stand up to almost any flavor you match them with. Um, so, you know, to me, that, that's a knockout uh, selection. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is, you mentioned this guy. We're, we're finding out that more and more people really do enjoy sweeter wines. You know, when we came up in the wine world, eh, they were kind of poo-pooed. People, uh, you know, turned the old schnoz up a little bit at sweet wine. And yeah. who knows why, except there's a... There's a segment of wine people who unfortunately turn their noses up at a lot of things, (laughs) Uh, but they were wrong, quite frankly. And and I can't tell you in certain surveys how many times I've read someone saying, well, I really like sweet wine uh, very much. But whenever I went with a bunch of wine people, they all kind of mocked me. And so now I drink cocktails or I went back to Coca-Cola or whatever. That's insanity. You know, invite these people into the world of wine. There are so many great sweet wines, yeah. you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Rieslings from from Germany or the Pacific Northwest or uh, the Finger Lakes region of New York. Uh, you know, we, we can look at like Vouvray's from France, a oh, yeah. wonderful, sweet uh, Chenin Blanc. Uh, if you've got people who like bigger, uh, heartier red wines, go for ruby port. That's an inexpensive way to really hit someone's sweet tooth in a very, uh, in in a very uh, rich and savory way at the same time. So
0: yeah, you know, a lo-
2: lot of great things
0: out there. I, and think of it. How about thirty five years ago? If somebody would come up to you and said, Jim, I want you to tell the world that the next it white wine. That's going to take the wine world by storm is Moscato. <laughs> yeah. I right. mean, who would have thought? And look yeah, look where right. it is today. Sure. And yep. finally, yep. finally, people are realizing that yes, there are sweet, uh, you know, tutti frutti Moscatos and, and there's a place for those. But there's also dry Muscat. And we, we had a muscadet, oh, absolutely. Yep. a derivative of from Loire, on the cruise ship <laughs> that was just. I had to buy the bottle. It was just so good, and uh, well,
2: perfect, perfect accompaniment with oysters or something uh, uh, lean and and briny. Uh, just wonderful with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really good. And I, I think the other thing for the holidays that that I like to to stress, guy, is provide some bounty. In other words, if you're going to have this wonderful holiday table, that's laden with. Uh, a beautiful main dish, or maybe two, depending on who you are and what your what your cultural background is, or maybe three, and lots of different side dishes of of different varieties. Why only have one wine? I never have uh, one wine. You know, why only have one wine? If you've got people coming over, you've got friends. Now we don't do quite as much of that right now because of uh, you know the situation we're in health-wise out in the world. But uh, nonetheless, if you're having, you know, another couple or a couple of couples or your family or whatever, put a put a big red out there and put a a light, lightweight red out on the table and put a nice big white wine on the table and put a sweet wine on the table and just give people free reign to to pick and choose and taste what they like. Uh, In the past, when we've had big get-togethers, I not only would put four or five wines out on the table, I'd be sure on the side to have a, a tub of some very interesting beers on ice. Absolutely. You know, let people enjoy it. it the, the point is it's about, it's about celebration, uh, and celebration is about sharing. And uh, all of these beverages are wonderful to somebody. So you don't know that that somebody isn't sitting next to you at the table don't put something out there.
0: You know, it may sound like you're overdoing it, but uh, to me, especially with holiday entertaining, it's somewhat like a decadent abundance, uh, a bacchanalian feast. Yes, yes. And that's where I love to put almost every wine that we have discussed, whether it be the Thanksgiving table past or a, a future Christmas dinner coming up, uh, mm-hmm. Think of that, you know, some of the best Sheen & Blanc is being made in the West Coast right now. That, mm-hmm. And thank God, because it almost fell from favor. And if it wasn't for uh, Northern Lodi and, and part of the Sacramento Delta, I don't know what we'd do. Mm-hmm. Have, have mm-hmm. you ever heard of Alexander Farber? She's, I have not. She's uh, she's the head winemaker at Lang Family Wines oh, okay. now. Yeah. But she yeah. started as an employee of naked wines, you know, the wine mm-hmm. buying program. Right. yep. And she was making wine at home and she had a lot of contacts through her other wine jobs uh, in, in the grape growing business. And so mm-hmm. she was making wine. And next thing you know, she's got sponsorship and she's making wine under the naked program. And folks, if, if, if the simple st- story with this is it's a institutional program where you as a consumer, Put in money every month, and that stores up, and then you buy wines. You become an angel, and you support brevet winemakers, new winemakers, garage winemakers who want to step up to commercial winemaking. And Naked Wines provides a spectacular facility in Southern Sonoma to make wine. Now, mm-hmm. Alexandra Farber makes Miriam Alexandra, and this Chine Blanc, for the past, uh, the first vintage I had was five years ago and she just knocks it out of the park she made Rieslings and so on my table you're going to have a Riesling there's going to be a Chenin Blanc there's, gonna be a dry rose. there's going to be a dry rosé there's going to be an Alsatian either Pinot Gris or Gewurz something that's completely different and nobody knows anything about uh, yeah, yeah and and then for red wine and this goes still probably more Thanksgiving than uh, Christmas that we're going to touch on here in a minute but I, I, I like to have a Pinot or a Gigondas. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Rhone, and I think Gigondas, mm-hmm. especially if you get one with a little bottle age, uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's just a great way to to have everybody sit down and go, oh, my God, this is going to be fun. You know, there,
2: there's another thing I like to do, uh, particularly around the holidays and, and uh, where we're thinking gifting, and, of course, that's going to be more Christmas uh, upcoming uh, here very quickly, yeah. I might add. <laughs> very good. Uh, catch, catching me a little by surprise, but nonetheless, uh, the wonderful thing is that when people get together with you at Christmas and you're bringing wine out, they don't really expect much. And what I mean by that is they know if you're a wine person, you're going to bring, you're going to have something good. But they also know you're not going to bring out the eighty-two Mouton. You know, it just isn't going to happen around the table with 15 people. Um, You know, it's just not. So it's a wonderful opportunity to slip in the exploratory wines that people will be amazed by that they've never heard of, that they've never tried, that they've never had. You know, so instead of all the usual suspects, I mean— Put in a put in a Mavro from from Greece. Oh, they're the that's or, a good one. you know. I mean, I mean, put in just wild things that folks <laughs> aren't used to. I like uh, it. Try a Dolcetto uh, if you want to have a light, flavorful, lively red. Uh, you know, just go with different uh, varietals. Because so many people get stuck in the rut, you know that we do it. Yeah. I get stuck in it occasionally ourselves. But you know, if you're always drinking Cab or you're always drinking Merlot or you're always drinking uh, Chardonnay, then uh, you need to kind of shake your palate up a little bit. How about a, Groc- a Grochetto from Italy, yeah. wonderful white wine. You know, so there, there's a real opportunity, I think, around the holidays. Uh, to have some very interesting, unusual bottles both opened at the house just to greet friends and, and stoppers by with a glass and also to put on the table for dinner. Yep. Uh, peep, and, you know, let's let's face it. If you're sitting down to dinner and there are five or six bottles on the table, you're going to try whatever's there. Amen. You're, you're not, you're not going to say, hey, who put this thing out here? You know, who came up with this uh, Bonarda from Argentina? What's that all about? Yeah. No, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, oh, I've never heard of that. Let me try that one.
0: Well, and the best part about that is, as the host, you get to experience one of those, I didn't know. This is so good. And watch that aha moment when they taste something that they've never considered buying or tasting. Yes,
2: uh, absolutely. So you, you can you can spread the word a little bit, and I think part of the word you and I agree is always exploration. Amen. It's always it's always try something else because there's just too much wonderful wine in the world uh, to paint ourselves into a corner with only six or eight or ten types when there are ten thousand varieties of grape grown and probably close to or. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,000 to 1,200 different kinds of wine made. So why would you settle for six? Amen.
0: Well, Jim, it's been a pleasure. I, I was going to try and keep you for another slot, and then I just realized, holy mackerel, it's a 1240, and we didn't do a bottom-of-the-hour break, which uh, I'm obliged to do. Um, All right. Man, uh, happy holidays. Well, same to you. Same to you,
2: guy. Uh, have a wonderful holiday and enjoy lots of great wine and uh, enjoy even more the company of your friends who are going to share that wine with
0: you. Ain't it the truth? Lucky us. I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's never been a better time in the history of man and wine than now for exploring varieties, countries, techniques, uh, and having it. With true, very we true. Like. Yeah, we live in the golden age. Merry Christmas my brother, keep in touch. I I uh I, I, I can't believe I didn't sign up for your email stuff before. Uh but I did finally again if I hadn't and I look forward to I always pass by the website and check out stuff and you've got a deal now where you can get a a, a nifty variation of the aroma wheel if you sign up and Right, I right. Yeah, it's a yep, good idea.
2: Yep, you can not only can you get an aroma wheel, uh, you can pick one of seven different languages. So <laughs> should you be visiting from Italy or Japan or wherever and you'd like an Aroma Wheel in your language, just stop by uh, stop by the site, which is com, and uh, it's there for the taking.
0: All right. All right, cheers, Jim. Nice to talk to you, and we'll uh, have you on again in the future, I hope. Sounds great, Guy. Thanks so much, and happy holidays. Thank you, you too. We'll take a quick break. We come back. I got a great wine of the week to tell you about. Jim mentioned port, one of my favorite uh, sweeter beverages. I got a port to tell you about, and an event that's coming up you don't want to miss next week. So don't go away. More food, wine, and fun after this short break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy